Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a podcast by Driver Reach in partnership with Freightways. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder of Driver Reach, a modern software solution at the intersection of recruiting and compliance. With over 20 years in the trucking industry, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side, I bring a wealth of expertise around all things recruiting, retention, and compliance. And on this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges from recruitment and retention to the realm of regulatory compliance. Your positive feedback keeps us motivated, so don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road on whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm thrilled to be joined by someone whose popularity has increased significantly based on the problem he's helping to solve, Evan Shelley, co-founder and CEO of Truck Parking Club. So glad to have you on the show, Evan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, you're, uh, you're a truck parking expert with a deep knowledge of the business. Uh, I'd certainly like to hear your story. What got you into the industry? What was your motivation for addressing this increasingly challenging issue? I'm excited to hear about the origins of Truck Parking Club and hear how your innovative approach is making a difference. Uh, I'd also like to hear your thoughts on the future of truck parking as you're reinventing how drivers are finding and securing parking spots across the country, leveraging technology in the process. Plus, I'll make sure we save some time for uh, from a question for from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that all work for you? Yeah, that sounds great. That's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Uh, so before we dive in, uh, I am curious if there are any book, you know, recommendations that you may have for the audience. Anything recent you've read uh, that was maybe impactful to you? Yeah, my my thing with picking my favorite book a lot of times is it's almost always my most recent book that I've read, um, and I'm currently finishing a book called Blitzscaling. Um, I'm a big audible guy, so I listen to audiobooks, but, uh, that's a, it's a super interesting book. But as far as ones that stick in my head, um, I think Sam Walton's book, Made in America, is, is an excellent, excellent book. Steve Jobs' book's really good too. I like biographies and autobiographies a lot. Um, so I would say those two. I, I really enjoy those. Is it, is it Reed Hastings? Is that who it was for Blitzscaling? Uh, uh, Reed uh, Hoffman. Hoffman, I mean, yeah, um, Hoffman, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was. I think there was three or four authors in total, but I think Reed was the the main one that wrote it. But uh, excellent book, yeah. excellent. I don't know how it gotten past me for so long, and then finally I saw it again. I'd heard about it before, but then I was like, I have to listen to this, and it, it's it's awesome. Yeah, very, yeah, very I agree. I I think I listened to that one sometime within the last year. Finally. Same thing. I've had it. I've had it. Like I yeah. have a lot of books. I like to buy books and then finally eventually <laughs> get around to reading them. And I do Audible a lot. So yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, nice. a bad habit of buying the physical book and listening to, to it on Audible. That's so, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Amazon, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to kick things off, I guess, you know, really uh, to get into Truck Parking Club, you know, if you could share with our listeners a bit about your journey and how you became so deeply involved in, in the world of truck parking and real estate. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
about the time I was graduating uh, college, um, I'd always been kind of in and around real estate, um, grew up with a family that owned, you know, a couple rental properties and got around it that way. And I, at that point, I'd bought one or two rental properties through using partners. And as I was graduating school, I, I went out and worked for a, a couple uh, contractors. I, I had a civil engineering degree, so I went and worked for some contractors and you know, in, enjoyed working for them, but finally determined that after like, I don't know, 18 months or so that I wanted to go out on my own. And I went out and, and started flipping houses and, and fortunately was in Florida, um, which is a great market for it. And the market kept getting better and better. And as I was flipping those houses, I started trying to figure out how to do bigger and bigger deals and kind of stumbled into a land deal, um, which got me into land development. And from there, a, a few years into that, I came across a land deal um, that was zoned industrial. And my thought was I was going to take this piece of property and develop it into truck parking because everyone I had talked to, this is in 2021, everyone I had talked to said that there was a huge demand for truck parking and there wasn't enough of it. Um, and this, these are people, you know, brokers, other investors, things of that nature. And so I went to that municipality and I said, I want to put truck parking here and I'm going to go start going through the process of getting uh, zoning and permitting everything tied up in a bow. And, and they're like, we're not going to allow it here. You know, there's commercial down the road. Those residents aren't going to like it. And they're like, we're just not going to support it at a city level. And I was like, mm, that's interesting because it was a good spot for it. There wasn't much uh, um there wasn't a ton of truck parking anywhere um, within, you know, a, a several mile radius. There was one or two locations. There was actually one right next door, but that also kind of made me under like understand the dynamics of like politics and stuff. But um, with that being said, that got me thinking about what is actually going on here. And this is in, you know, uh, early 2021. And so over the next 12 months from there, I just started getting to know a lot of people in the industry uh, and a lot of people in in uh, not just truck parking, but also just in logistics in general and, and started going to a, a lot of conferences, freight waves, events, things of that nature, and just connecting with a lot of people in the industry. And through that, that course of time, realized um, I, I thought I was just going to go out and buy truck parking because I, being a real estate background. But ultimately, I realized it is truck parking is extremely difficult to scale um, because operationally, I mean, you have to be a master of operations to scale outside of, you know, maybe 10 or so properties. Once you get outside maybe a regional grasp, it becomes extremely difficult. So fortunately, I, I never uh, bought any truck parking locations, the real estate behind it or anything and kept trying to figure out how to get into it and came came across after a lot of conversations um truck parking club on hey let's let's leverage technology and let's leverage existing space to then create more truck parking um so it's a really value add on two sides of a marketplace where we help truckers find the parking they need but we also help property owners with empty properties. And that can be a trucking company with extra space. That can be a storage company. That can be a trailer leasing company. 
We have uh, home builders with uh, big yards that have extra space. Um, so that that's really, you know, that's that's the story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that, uh, first of all, I didn't, it's, it's unfortunate that you ran into some of the resistance that you did and some of the politics that you had to deal with. For some, for some people, for some entrepreneurs like you, that, that could have been enough of a deterrent to just push you somewhere else. But fortunately, you had the grit to get through that and, and see the vision for something, you know, bigger and especially addressing a problem that you're right. Uh, it is a big issue. In fact, as you, I'm sure you know this, you probably tell the story as well, but uh, I know I'm pretty active in uh, in the industry and I've been on ATRI's research advisory committee where, and, and every year when ATRI puts out their annual survey, they uh, indicate that, uh, well, truck parkings generally, at least from a driver's perspective, number one or number two issue uh, years in a row. And so from that perspective, for companies that care about addressing their driver's needs, they should be trying to address this problem. You're certainly doing that squarely. Uh, you seem to have drawn some inspiration, I'm guessing, from you know innovative, innovative models like Airbnb. Maybe can you walk us through kind of how, how, how did it shift more towards technology as the, as the focus? You're just recognizing that kind of to your point, you can't, you can't scale the way that you'd really want to without leveraging technology and leveraging the available space that is probably all over the place if you can find it. Was that sort of, is that kind of how that evolution came to be for you? Yeah, yeah, it was, um, you know, understanding really what was needed and really the biggest need is just more space. And you can go the route of traditional real estate development, which I know from my career is, can be long, tedious, and can be very expensive and talk about operationally scaling extremely extremely difficult the core competencies you need to develop anything in real estate um is very very high to be successful um and so you i kind of wrote that one off and it was a hot real estate market fortunately so i couldn't just go out and buy a bunch of real estate at prices that made really any sense to myself um, or any of uh, my investors. So then you think, okay. And, and I had conversations with people. I, I have friends in technology that would bring it up like there's space out there, right? Like just let a trucker know that there's space over there in that parking lot and he can reserve that, that space. 
And I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, like, I, I, I dismissed it early on back in, like, 2021. I dismissed it. Um, but as I continued talking with people, I realized that this was something that leveraging technology did make a lot of sense. Um, but on top of leveraging that technology, now you have to educate consumers. And that, and that's, you know, you mentioned Airbnb and I have a ton of respect for what they did because I think, I think it is an extremely difficult road to have to change human nature a little in a way. Uh, I know with like what Airbnb did, extremely difficult. And, and what, what we're doing, you know, truckers aren't used to going on an app and booking truck parking at a carrier's location on the other side of the U.S. Um, but now we're starting to educate truckers that this is possible and it works and it, and it's seamless. Um, it, it, and in the beginning, you, you know, it's a lot of education and it's a lot of open-minded people uh, giving it a chance. And then as um, you know, the business having to perform and making sure that these customers have a good experience because if you have enough bad experiences early on, you're going to die in the process, you know, really in that death valley of, of trying to um, get enough people on board, enough momentum to then make it to the next level of growth. And it was extremely difficult in the beginning. Now, what, what are you doing now? What's your outreach like? You know, because you know, maybe you can share what kind of businesses you're targeting, you know, what's the selling point, you know, that sort of, how, how are you getting both interested parties, i.e. carriers and or drivers, uh, as well as how are you finding property? How are you finding, you know, space? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say really our motto is be everywhere. I know that doesn't answer your question very well. But, no, but I will say before it, you finish, you are everywhere. I, and I, <laughs> you, I mean, I... Just this this conversation, obviously, but I, I know I see you and I see Truck Parking Club uh, doing a fantastic job of being vocal, sharing your story on numerous shows, podcasts, articles in various uh, publications. So that's great. You're, you're certainly getting it out there. So what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh you know, podcasts, articles through what we call is uh, mainstream trucker media, but then also um, we do grassroots. Go to go to a lot of trucking shows. Go to a lot of conferences. Um, so not only digital, but also in person. Um, and then you get you know that awareness out there, right? But that's only one part of it. That's only one part of really the experience. Then you have to perform. Right. So someone, you know, we meet someone at a truck show and they're like, oh, this is interesting. It's cool talking to them. Next time they're out on the road, they pull out the app. Do we have a location near them? OK, check. We do. Great. Now is uh, their experience with the app going well? OK, great. Check. So and then you have to get through that funnel uh, without. Um, you know, losing that customer, right? So for us on the marketing side, it is be everywhere, but that's just one piece. How do you find space? Um, it's, I mean, it's really the same thing. I, I mean, so when we go, you know, to shows, we not, like, we go to truck shows, remember it, it, that we have trucking companies with extra spaces in their yard. So we may talk with a, a carrier or 
uh, a small fleet that has a yard un enough for 20 trucks, but they only have 10. So then we get 10 spaces from them in Iowa or wherever. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really, that's, that's part of it too. I mean, it is, um, yeah, I mean, between social media, podcasts, um, articles through mainstream trucker media, and, you know, just really trying to be on, on every channel, um, is, is really it. Yeah. I, and, and also actually, we do some outbound too, but I would say it's like 10% of what we do. Um, where we have a van and, and we'll take certain routes where, uh, we think there's a need for parking and, and we'll go find parking out there. Um, so that, that is another way that, um, we try to go and, uh, get more properties. Is it, is it a fine balance between, you know, you certainly want to have enough demands, you know, drivers needing a place to park. You also want to make sure you always have enough supply, right? Of spaces. Is that a, is that a constant balancing act for you? Yeah, I would say so. You know, it's, if, if you have, uh, let's say you have a ton of truckers hit your app or website there and, the, and then they don't have anywhere to park or that you don't have locations that are convenient for them, then yeah, you, you, you may have just lost a customer. So, um, it is a balancing act in a way. Um, I would say, especially in the beginning, it was extremely, extremely difficult when we had 20 properties or 30 properties. Uh, it was extremely difficult. It's, it's becoming a little bit easier now. But So you, you mentioned an app. So there's a, a downloadable app that drivers, uh, they can download. Uh, do they create an account? What's that process like for the driver? And then I'll ask the same thing about the, uh, uh, especially a carrier, for example, that might be providing a space. Uh, kind of what what's their incentive but but back to the driver real quick what's that process like for for the app yeah so you can go to the google or apple app store and download the app and at that point let's say you find a place in dallas a uh, location in dallas so you want to book you would create an account uh just a we ask for two or three things first name last name email optional phone number um and then from there, you would just go through the booking process. Typically, the first time a trucker books, it takes three or so minutes. Um, and then after your first time booking, we really work, strive toward that Amazon effect where it's almost, so actually it's like three clicks at this point. So um, it's about 30 seconds for your second time booking and every time after that, assuming that your, your equipment hasn't changed. So uh, we make it a very uh, seamless experience. There's a cost, I assume there's a cost associated with booking a space. The, uh, so we have 150 locations that are paid currently. So let's say you want to book something for two days in Dallas and it's $20 per day. That would be $40 to you flat. We do not add any transaction fees to truckers for their booking. So the number is the number. I know Airbnb got in a lot of trouble for, uh, adding adding uh, quite a bit of expenses by the time you actually book through their platform, which um, we were very focused on not adding any transaction fees to the, the trucker side of it. 
But we also have 143 rest stops all across the U.S. Well, actually, across eight states in the U.S. that shows real-time availability at rest stops for free truck parking. We rolled that out two weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's a free service on the app. Now, from a carrier's perspective, let's say I'm a carrier. I've got, you know, as you shared, 20, 20 spaces, but I've got 10 trucks. So I've got room for 10. And I say, hey, I, I'm interested. What's the what's the pitch to them to say, how do I get you our space and what 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 is their incentive? Especially in this economic time, I would imagine they're always looking for ways to maybe generate revenue or, or operate more efficiently. Yeah. So our process for what we call property members takes about 10 to 15 minutes and they can do it directly through truckparkingclub.com. They just go to the site, they click add your location on the top, top right hand corner. And then it will walk you through the steps. Um, we have people every single day from all over the U.S. add their locations right through the right through the app. But we also do have a property intake team that can walk you through um, adding your location on the platform, or if you have any questions. And are they at the? Do they get to choose what they charge, or how does that work? Or is it a certain? It's always going to be a certain amount if there is a charge. So it's just like Airbnb. I got you. We don't. Yeah, we don't um, require a certain price. We just make suggestions. And you're you're you you're really playing matchmaker here. It's sort of the chocolate and peanut butter commercial that I remember as a kid. You know, it's a it's a perfect fit. You try to help help get them together. So I'm curious before we get into the deeper dive question, uh, just how would you recommend motor carriers get involved uh, with 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 truck driver uh, or, or with truck parking club in general? Like, what's what would you what would you recommend? What's the pitch for uh, for carriers, especially in light of knowing that drivers are having such a hard time? Yeah, I would just say, what's your downside? We don't charge you anything to be on the platform. So let's say you use twenty minutes total to get your location on the platform. That is what you've put into it, and there is a possibility that you're helping a trucker find parking if you get a booking, right? So. We're not tying you up and covering your property with a lease. We're not forcing you to commit to be on the platform for any amount of time. And it doesn't cost you anything to be on the platform. Uh, and ultimately, it is very likely it will help you monetize that extra space. It's very likely that you're, you're going to make, um, make money on that. So your downside is 20 minutes in the process in total. Um, so we think it's a, a great fit for Really, any carrier, any business owner with extra space. We have bull haulers with extra space. Uh, like I mentioned, home builders with extra space. So anyone that has a yard that is adequate for parking trucks, we think is a great fit. So this this that's probably a good segue into the uh, this deeper dive question, which is a question submitted by a listener. And the question is, I know that truck parking is a major issue for drivers. Are carriers embracing truck parking solutions as a way to improve recruiting and retention? Uh, that's a question that's been asked a number of times. So it's it's a it's a resurfaced question specifically since I'm talking to you. Yeah, I, I definitely think carriers are embracing it. Um, I know we get approached often by carriers all across the U.S. Um, that are saying, where do you have locations now? Uh, our guys run these lanes. Do you have anything for them? Um, we think it's an obvious tool uh, in the tool belt 
for for a trucker to have and it's and I think it's something great that a carrier can mention to their drivers that they're going to be able to have just another way to pre-trip, to plan, to reserve ahead, to know they have a place to drop a trailer. Um you you would be surprised how often we meet someone at a truck show and they're like, "Man, I would have made, you know, x number of thousands of dollars if I had known about you last week because I could have dropped a trailer there." ran that load and came back and got that trailer. Um so we we think it's it's a great tool in the tool belt. Yeah, no no question and I and I really look forward to seeing how this continues to grow and blossom. You're you're helping solve a pretty big issue. Uh certainly uh appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate your dedication to solving this issue and I look forward to seeing uh, your continued success. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you could submit any question or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.